In today's gospel, we get an inside look into Peter's life. We see the kind of man he was, a charitable man who's taking care of his mother-in-law, taking care of one's mother or father-in-law. It's no easy, it's no small task. Yeah, so the church fathers, they interpret that at this point in Peter's life, he's a widower. And so by his mother-in-law being at his home, yeah, it's reasonable to interpret that she had no one to take care of her. And so Peter has taken on that responsibility. It gives us insight into married love, married life. Through marriage, the bride and groom, they become one, no longer two, but one. Yeah, so it naturally follows that the husband and wife, they should love and respect their mother and father-in-law. I'm not saying that you, know, you have to become best friends with your in-laws, but there should be that certain level of healthy respect. There should be that honoring of, a, of one's in-laws. Well, this is what I thought was an interesting observation uh, that came to me. I think there's a connection, right? A link between a healthy, happy, holy marriage and the relationship the spouses have with their in-laws. I think it speaks volumes about a person when you see him or her show great love to a mother or father-in-law. Yeah, I've always found it to be inspiring and a great witness to Christian love. We also see in today's gospel that the healing of Peter's mother-in-law, it involves physical, personal touch from our blessed Lord, right? We're told that he grasps her hand and then the, the fever leaves her. This is a small yet important detail. It went against social norms right, for a man to interact with a woman who was not his relative yeah, 2,000 years ago in the first century Jewish context. And it teaches us, it shows us disciples that we can't allow our lives to be governed primarily by the expectations of society, culture, and other people. Rather, our lives should be governed by God's laws, His law of love. Also, it's no wonder that the sacrament of the anointing of the sick, it involves physical contact from Jesus. You know, the priest, he's just standing in the, in the place of Jesus, the eternal high priest. So in the anointing of the sick, there's a part, essential part, where the priest takes holy oil and he anoints the forehead and the palms of the sick person. Um, and also, yeah, right before that, if appropriate, 
the priest will pray over um, the sick person. He'll lay his hands on the sick person's head. There's a big contrast between the healing of Peter's mother-in-law and the healing of the crowds. We see that Peter's mother-in-law, after she receives the gift of healing, she serves. She waits on Jesus and his disciples. Later in the Gospel of Mark, Jesus teaches his disciples, whoever wishes to be great among you must be your servant. What about the other people who were healed? Uh, we're not told that they used their gift of healing to serve God. Rather, the interpretation is that they took their gifts and they went home. The crowds seek Jesus only when they needed something from him without wanting an authentic relationship with him and to be in his service. The disciples told Jesus, everyone is looking for you. The implication is that they wanted to keep Jesus in their town to work more miracles. However, Jesus refuses to reduce his ministry to that of a local miracle worker who's only there to solve people's physical problems. Rather, he's looking for authentic disciples who will follow him, disciples who will serve God and those in need. He's not looking for people who are only interested in what God can do for them, but what, God, what they can do for God. And so what does Jesus do? He leaves. He leaves Capernaum to go on to other villages to preach and heal there. What does this have to do with us today? I think we could ask ourselves in light of the response of the crowds, are we suffering from any illness that needs the healing touch of Jesus today at this Mass? Perhaps we've come with a broken heart. Maybe we're suffering from self-centeredness, pride, perhaps an addiction. Here's a litmus test on how we're doing as disciples. During this pandemic, surely there's no shortage of people who need our help, people in need. Ask ourselves, have we, how have we helped those in need? Have I used my gifts to serve others? In our responsorial psalm, we prayed, God heals the brokenhearted. Jesus brings comfort to people who are ill, who are suffering. It's no coincidence that the scene today takes place in the town of Capernaum. Capernaum, which means town of comfort. As we receive Holy Communion today, as we receive the Eucharist, 
Let's invite Christ into our homes, our lives, and allow Him to personally and physically touch and heal us. Right? Just like Peter's mother-in-law in today's gospel, through the Eucharist, through His body, there's no lack of physical touch. Right? We receive Him in our hands. And after having received that gift of healing, may we go forth to serve God and neighbor with great love.